Welcome to episode 13 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Glad everybody stopped by this week to uh, take a minute to listen to the podcast, and I hope everything's going well for you. Hope you're having a good week. Let's get right into it. What I'm smoking this week is the La Aurora Maduro 1985 and uh, I'm smoking the Toro, which is a five and a half by 54. Let me go to the La Aurora website and read the description for the La Aurora Maduro 1985. La Aurora has a fourth cigar in its original blends line. It's La Aurora Maduro 1985. Two years ago, La Aurora Original Blends ventured into the market as a top-quality product for incredible value, seeing spectacular growth and becoming an authentic volume brand for the company. This tremendous growth has stimulated demand for new product lines designed to meet the expectation of consumers who are looking for our brand. In this regard, I am pleased to introduce our latest release, La Aurora Original Blends Maduro. 1985 and the blend is uh, the wrapper is Brazil binders Nicaragua and filler as well and they show the strength is 80 out of a hundred tasting notes La Aurora 1985 opens with a rich mineral earth flavor with gentle touches of pepper almond notes step into the fold alongside sweet dried fruit flavors mixed with an elegant dark chocolate panache. <laughs> subtle notes of coffee cream are present, but are subtle compared to the tropical fruit notes that stamp the finish. Those are the tasting notes. And then the sizes are Churchill, 7 by 47, Cetros, 6 and 3 fifths by 41. That's an odd one, 6 and 3 fifths. Grand Toro is 6x58, Toro 5.5x54, and Robusto 5x50. And those are the notes for the La Aurora Maduro 1985 from their website, which is linked in the show notes, of course. And now that we've gotten the cigar taken care of, let's get into... This week's reading from Mike Heiser's book, What Does God Want? We're still in chapter three, and the title for this section is The Downward Spiral. You'd think that after God brought Israel into the land, the Israelites would have felt an overwhelming love for God, that their believing loyalty would be at an all-time high. Not so much. Instead, they decided coexistence with evil could work. They refused to drive idolaters, people who worshipped other gods with idols, out of the land. It's like the Israelites knew nothing of the past, how rebellion brings disaster. Their disloyalty and lack of love for God led to this demoralizing scene. Now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim, and he said, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you into the land that I swore to give to your fathers. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land, 
You shall break down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. What is this you have done? So now I say, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall become thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare to you. Judges 2, 1 through 3. God had to judge his people again. He basically said, I'm out of here. Let's see how you do on your own since you don't want me. We've seen that before. And as we've also seen before, God's people did very badly without their God being present with them. And since we're rehashing history, God's response also looks familiar. He kept coming back to Israel to lift them out of trouble. We all know people like that. Maybe you're one of them. You stick to helping someone because of love, even to the point that it seems irrational. And if you think about what God was doing, it does seem insane. But God wants a human family even when he's unwanted. His love defies logic. Starting to go out. Stoke it back up. Do a little relight. The whole biblical book of Judges, from which the scene above was cited, is about a seemingly never-ending cycle of spiritual rebellion, the suffering it brings, crying out to God for help, and God coming back in love. That cycle persisted for a few centuries. It reached a climax of sorts when the people within the nation of Israel demanded that Samuel, a priest and prophet, anoint a king to rule them. Not surprisingly, the people's choice for a king, Saul, was an unmitigated disaster. You know things aren't going to go well, or ought to know, when your choice for a king has to be dragged out of hiding to take the job, 1 Samuel 10.22. Eventually, God chose David to replace Saul. David was a moral mess, but he was better than Saul. He never showed disloyalty or lack of love for God. He broke a number of God's moral laws, but he repented and never worshipped another God. For that reason, God made a covenant promise with David that said only his sons could be legitimate rules, rulers of Israel. This covenant was about creating a dynasty for David. God would only consider one of his descendants the legitimate king. Sadly, the rest of Israel's history in the Bible's story included a lot of men who had the right lineage that were otherwise, otherwise unfit to be king. God had to remove a lot of David's descendants because they were disloyal to him, choosing to follow other gods. A descendant of David inheriting the throne was supposed to love God as well as have the right family history. This is why every king was supposed to keep a copy of God's laws with him, Deuteronomy 17.18 and 2 Kings 11.12. He was to be the most excellent example of a loyal believer. David's son, Solomon, was the greatest king in Israel's history, if land holdings and wealth are the litmus tests. Sadly, his believing loyalty in the true God wavered. 
He sacrificed to other gods and had a series of political marriages that brought the worship of other gods into Israel. 1 Kings 11, 1-8 In other words, Solomon began a cycle of spiritual compromise and rebellion that led to national ruin. And that's the end of that section of Mike Kaiser's book titled The Downward Spiral from Chapter 3. And we'll get right back into it next week. So until then, please check out all the links in the show notes for everything that I mentioned. Uh, the Cigars, Mike Kaiser's author page. Go and check out his books. And uh, until next week, have a great day. Have a great cigar. And God bless. <laughs>